Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Tips for taxpayers who work in the gig economy. IRS Tax Tip 2021-63, May 6, 2021. The gig economy, there's a link to the gig economy here, allows people to earn income by using technology to arrange transactions. This could include performing rider share services or deliveries, renting out property, selling goods online, or providing freelance work. Often company, customers and providers of goods or services are brought together through a digital platform on an app or website. So you can see the IRS is putting a lot of focus on the gig economy. They're often talking about the gig economy for a few different reasons. One, it's obviously a growing economy. Two, they have less ability to regulate the gig economy. And three, because a lot of people are moving into the gig economy from something like W-2 jobs, where there is a lot of regulation and therefore things are a little bit more standardized in that format. So just realize one of the reasons that the IRS has a little bit more difficult regulating the gig economy is because if you think about the tax documentation that goes to the IRS, usually we think about it coming to us, but note that documentation also goes to the IRS. So in a traditional economy, at one point in time, we had a really traditional kind of economy where you had one working person in an entire household that worked like at the same place for 30 years, then the government has a good control over what you know that person is earning. They know what the person is earning. Why? Because they have leverage on the pe person who pays the wages. So they can go to the employers and say, hey, you're paying wages. Would you like a deduction for those wages on your corporate tax returns? And they, of course, do. And then they can pressure them to then give the, you a W-2 and actually withhold the money from you as they pay you and give it directly to the IRS. So if you're a W-2 employee for a long period of time, you're very used to just your money just being paid for you for the taxes. You're paying your taxes, but you're not writing the actual checks. Now then, if you move to something like a w, W-2 job to something like a Schedule C type of business, if you were in a Schedule C type of business that wasn't in a gig economy, meaning you're now basically a sole proprietorship, and you, you were working then for a business, many small businesses, in other hands, uh, many sole proprietors actually work for larger businesses. They do work for larger businesses and get paid by the corporations, where once again, the IRS has a lot of leverage on the payer to basically pressure them to give the person who's a sole proprietorship the documentation, this time being a 1099. So the IRS has a little less leverage, but they still get that 1099 typically, and they can follow up at least to some degree on the people who are now Schedule C or sole proprietorships to see if they're reporting their income. Now, if you're talking about people that do not, they're sole proprietorships and they don't work for big companies, but they work for individuals, people like hair salons, you know, people that any uh, restaurants to some degree, people that uh, get paid directly from customers, then the IRS does not have leverage, right? The IRS cannot go to an individual because they're not getting a tax deduction for the haircut that they got. So they can't pressure the payer to give the IRS information about the, about the income that they're given to the sole proprietor. And you have that same kind of problem here with the gig work. So they don't know exactly how to regulate the gig work. The platforms themselves that allow the connection between the two individuals are not really employers and they're not actually really paying. They're just providing a service to connect two people to people that one is going to be a service provider and one's an individual. So the IRS cannot pressure the individual typically, just like you can't pressure an individual who's given a hair who's got a haircut or something to 
tell the IRS that what they paid to their, their hair salon, you know, that they can't do that because there's no deduction related to getting your haircut. So the question then is going to be, well, can the IRS then force these platforms to treat the, the people that go on the platform as an employee, which you can see the government would kind of want to do because then they can basically force the platform to give a W-2. It would probably completely destroy the gig economy. I don't think it would be good economically to do that, but governments, you know, don't are more concerned with control than, than you know, good economy oftentimes. So they, so you can see how that might be the case. Or they can try to basically see, can they force the platform to give a 1099 to, to the individuals, which again is somewhat difficult given the fact that the platform is just a connection point and it's not actually, you know, they're not an employee or a contractor of the platform. So that's kind of the problem on the IRS side. Now, if people are going from the from their W-2 job to the gig work, then that means that they're, they have to be aware that they should be reporting the income on their Schedule C, whether they get a 1099 or not. And many people, if they worked a long time as a W-2 employee, they're not used to, to basically what you have to do when you're a Schedule C type of business. And added on top of that, you're, you may not get this, all the documentation in the form of 1099s, and the IRS may not get all that documentation to let you know exactly, you know, give you a reminder <laughs> that you need to be reporting the income in some kind of way on uh, the Schedule C. So that's typically what needs to be happening. So many more people at this point in time are having many different jobs and they're working gig work and other types of things. And uh, if you if you have income that is from that's not W-2 income, you typically have to file the Schedule C self-employment. And as you do that, you got to be very aware that uh, you don't have anybody taking the money out of your out of your payment and giving it to the IRS. So you actually have to pay the IRS and you have to track the expenses that you have and report them on uh, on the Schedule C is the general kind of rule. You also need to be very aware of the fact that you're going to be paying basically the payroll taxes, which are self-employment taxes, Social Security and Medicare. So it's important for all gig economy workers to understand their tax obligations. Here are some things taxpayers should remember. They must report all income, even if the income is from part-time, temporary, or side work, uh, not reported on Form 1099-K, 1099-NEC, 1099 miscellaneous W-2, or other information return. So again, this is this is where the kind of trick is to the IRS. This is where they're concerned, for for the most part, with this type of economy, because many people they're they're trained we're trained to say hey if I didn't get a if I didn't get a documentation for it I don't have to report it right if I if I worked for somebody they give me a W-2 if they don't give me a W-2 then I it seems like I shouldn't have to report it that's not really the case you should be reporting the income whether you get the documentation or not but the IRS of course likes to have the documentation <laughs> on on their end to double check that you that you're reporting it so oftentimes there's a problem sending out these forms with this type of economy because of the discussion because of the ideas that we talked about just certain economies or certain type of uh, businesses will not get as many of the 1099 forms due to who their who their customers are typically but you still should be reporting the income in that situation so paid in the form of cash property goods or virtual currency so again this is another area where the, the iris is always concerned they, they don't really like cash transactions because there's not really a paper trail for it right so so th there any business that has cash businesses again like restaurants or salons and these kind of things then the iris is going to be 
skeptical of them most likely to some degree because they don't have the audit trail which they would like and the virtual currency is another area where the IRS is is becoming concerned right there's not as much of an audit trail that they can basically look into with the virtual currency as opposed to other types of payments and obviously if you got paid with property or goods like bartering then again it doesn't have the same kind of um, of paper trail and the IRS is is more concerned about that type of of business because they want to make sure that the, the income is being reported uh, for them <laughs> so taxpayers may also be required to make quarterly estimated income tax payments and pay self-employment tax this is the shocker for most people most people when they go from a from a w-2 business and they start doing their self-employed business if the business does well they often get behind in their taxes because they do not you know uh, pay the taxes as they go and if you have one good year as a self-employed individual and then as of april 15th comes around which is the normal due date and you realize you have to pay the taxes and self-employment tax income tax and any penalties and interest not only that but by april 15th of the following year you really should be paying the first quarter estimate of the next year because you should be paying during the year you could see how someone gets behind really quick once that happens so if you you know if you don't pay taxes for an, an entire year because you weren't really used to that and then you end up owing everything plus penalties and interest and payroll taxes at you know the end of the year when you file your tax return plus you should be paying the first quarter at that time of the following year then that you know a lot of people get behind on that so got to be got to be aware of that to be paying as you as you go so while providing gig economy services, it is important that the taxpayer is currently is correctly classified. It is crit critical that business owners correctly determine whether the individual providing services are employees or independent contractors. Now, here's the thing. You know, if you work on the gig economy, you're typically working on some type of platform. The platform is basically connecting two people oftentimes. So you would think the platform isn't really you know you're not working for the platform you're working you know the platform is just a connection point between two individuals the two individuals then you would think would be an an contractor a self-employed individual and a customer and due to the fact that the customer is the one that's basically paying the individual uh, that's the one that the if the irs was to pressure someone to give a 1099 it would be the payer usually the customer but they're they're usually oftentimes just an individual so it wouldn't you can't really pressure that person it'd be difficult to pressure them to give a 1099 so obviously the government wants to pressure the platform to give the 1099 which again would probably lower the the, the efficiency of the platform but I, it would give the government information on who's earning what so that they can they can make sure they're going to collect more taxes so the question is when you're working for these platforms are they are they counting you as a w-2 employee which the iris is probably the government would like to push towards so that might be something that they um, that they end up doing at some point or uh is the is the platform treating you basically as a contractor as a 1090 as a 1099 type of contractor and if you are a contractor will the platform be giving you a 1099 and whether they give you a 1099 or not shouldn't really matter because you be you should be keeping your records and report the income no matter what but obviously if you don't get a 1099 from the irs's perspective they believe it's less likely that you're going to report the income due to the fact that the irs doesn't have that information about you know about the income so they they would like the 1099s to be reported so taxpayers can use the worker classification page on irs.gov to determine how they are being classified 
Independent contractors may be able to deduct business expenses depending on tax limits and rules. It is important for taxpayers to keep records of their business uh, expenses. Note that this is another area where people often get behind when they move from a W-2 employee uh, business to a sole proprietorship. So if you moved from a W-2 business, you don't really have any expenses because the, the thought is the employer basically does all the expenses. So you don't have a lot of deductions for business expenses. If you go to your self-employment job, and let's say you work at a self-employed job, and you do really good again, you earn a lot of, you earn a lot of money, but you didn't file your taxes because you're not used to it. You didn't do any taxes. You hadn't, you know, and then, and then at the end of the year, the IRS then is going to say, hey, look, we got a bunch of 1099s. Uh, if they got 1099s, if you worked in the type of business where whoever you worked for gives you 1099s as a sole proprietorship, the 1099s report gross income. They report your top line, what you earned, not including any business deductions. And if you're self-employed, then most likely you have a lot of business deductions. I mean, if you're driving around and you're paying for your own gas and whatnot, and the government then taxed you on your gross income, it didn't take into consideration that you're, you paid like 70% of it in gas, <laughs> then, you know, that's not fair. But that's all the IRS has. So if you don't, if you don't, if they do get 1099, if you do get 1099 and you don't file your taxes, the IRS is just going to add up your 1099s, which is the income, not including any expenses, and then tax you on it or try to, or try to send you a letter saying, hey, this is what we assess based on what we have. Well, they have only the income and no expenses. And that could be, that can be another way that people get way behind and they, and it gets overwhelming because it looks like they owe way more tax than they do if they were to add up the expenses and and report that. So remember, report the Schedule C and and then take into consideration the tax deductible expenses that you have applicable to you if you're a sole proprietorship. It's important for taxpayers to pay the right amount of taxes throughout the year to avoid owing when they file. An employer typically withholds income taxes from their employees' pay to help cover income tax uh, their employees owe. So, in other words, when you're a W-2 employee, the government forces the employer because they have pressure over the employer because the employer wants a deduction for the employee wages. The government has pressure over them to take actually the money out of your pay directly and pay it to the government and issue the W-2 not only to you but to the government, which makes you pretty passive in your own income taxes. You're, you're a passive observer of your own income taxes. You're not actively paying your income taxes. They are being done for you, you know, through the employer. When you then go to the gig work, then now you are now active. You're the one that has to deal with that kind of administrative task and the pain of, you know, giving money directly to the IRS rather than it being taken out before you see it. So gig economy workers who are not considered employees have two ways to cover their income taxes. If they have another job as an employee, gig workers can submit a new form W-4 to their employer to have more income tax withheld from their paycheck. So if you're just doing some gig work on the side and you have a W-2 job as well, then the easiest thing to do may be not, not to pay the IRS for the added income directly, but try to figure out how much increase in taxes there would be and then talk to your, your fill out a W-4 so that you get more paid out of your wages. You could even be in a situation where all of your wages are zero, right? You're working seemingly for nothing. You're not getting a paycheck because you're paying it all in taxes. But that's because you're making money on your gig side 
and you're and you're making money there and your w-2 job is just paying off the taxes that you're going to end up owing now you might say well how do i know how much tax i owe you're going to have to do a projection in some way and again if, if it's the first year or first couple years it's going to be really difficult to do that because you've never done it before and so how do you make a projection in a very complex tax code with a progressive tax system the tax rates change as it goes up and you got social security tax and business credits and whatnot and deductions it's kind of complicated but you got to do your best to basically make the estimates so so that's just basically how it works once you get on a stable type of business then it'll be a little bit easier because you would think your business income would be somewhat static from period to period and there's some safe harbor rules to basically save you from from having to owe a lot of penalties and interest as long as you you know pay the what you would expect based on the prior year in essence for taxes so you got you got to make the estimate and then and then make the adjustments in some way possibly through the w-2 you can make quarterly estimated tax payments to help pay their income taxes throughout the year including self-employment tax now if you if you can't be covered from w-2 wages then you got to make the quarterly payments so you have to predict how much you're gonna you're gonna owe and then actually pay them on a quarterly basis uh, to the government and you're not going to know how much to pay them because you didn't do the taxes and you don't know how much you earn until the end of the year and you don't know how much your deductions will be and whatnot usually it's based on the prior year so you have some idea but if gig economy is totally new to you and your income is fluctuating all over the place you may have no idea what your what your earnings will be you got to estimate it in some way and pay the government as you go so that you can lower the amount of penalties and interest uh, that would that could accrue otherwise. So the Gig Economy Tax Center, uh, there's a link to that here on irs.gov, answers questions and helps gig economy taxpayers understand their tax responsibilities. More information can be found below. Publication 5369, Gig Economy and Your Taxes, Things to Know. Publication 1779, Independent Contractor or Employee, Is My Residential Rental Income Taxable and or are my expenses deductible there's links to that exciting and engaging uh, reading material here and there'll be a links to this in the description